Welcome to today's episode of the Two Perspective Podcast, where you're always guaranteed to get at least two perspectives, an American and a European one. And this one, we actually have a unique one, a completely new one, because I would like to introduce James, which is from New Zealand. And James helps early stage companies find capital through creating presentations that venture companies will say yes to, and then helping them build an online sales strategy that will achieve a great ROI on investment. But what we really want to get into today is something that James brought up to me for the first time I actually ever heard about it. And he likes to call it the hero's journey and all of the insights that include. So firstly, James, I would just like to ask what wanted you to have the hero's journey as the subject of today's podcast? That's, that's a uh, great question. Um, let, me, let, let me tell you a story, a quick story. So last week I went hiking with my son. There's this beautiful, beautiful area of southern New, uh, southern New Zealand called Fiordland. And it's a very rugged area. It's big cliffs. It's sort of rainforest and temperate and um, a lot of rain. And there was a, a fine weather window. And uh, so I took my son there for some hiking for a few days. And um, there's this classic walk called Gertrude's, Gertrude's Saddle. And there's a lot of warnings about it because the top quarter, the top third of these slabs, which are like the, these angled rocks. And in dry weather, they're... Um, they're quite grippy because the, gra the you know, granite, but the warning is, is if there's any dew or if there's any ice, because it's, uh, it can get quite cold there, then you just slip to your death, right? Because you just carry on sliding. So, so I was up there, it was, a it was a beautiful day. We were about, my son and myself, about two thirds up and we came across this uh, group and they were having lunch and, and we were going pretty quick. And, um, and one of the, and I said, hey, How's it going? A lovely view. And um, what, what, what a lovely day. And then one of the ladies said, uh, um, yeah, uh, it was something along the lines that, 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 that she isn't fine. She was finding it hard work. Right. And I just said, look, anyone who makes it to Fiordland, because it's a remote place to travel, and then walks for three or four hours on, for most people, a fairly dangerous, challenging walk, is an absolute hero. And the whole group of them just became quiet for a few seconds. And then they all nodded. And that really is the story, because I feel that we all have a hero within ourselves. And if there's any time to embrace that hero, it's in 2021 with the state of many of the world is in family situations and business. And that's really what, what, what my passion is that there is a hero within us all. And it, this is the perfect opportunity for us to embrace our own, our own hero. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think that every new year is, it's the perfect year to do it because Absolutely. we should do it now and, and not wait later. And one of the things you mentioned to me whilst we were going back and forth on, on the introduction call 
um, about the hero's journey is um, you homeschooled your children. And mm. if I'm correct, that's where, where kind of this interest for the hero's journey really started. Yeah, so the system I used integrated a lot of archetypes and a lot of the teaching was through stories. And um, so I, I homeschooled them for several years and then each year was a different type of story. So you obviously started with fairy tales uh, when they were really young and, 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 and then you reached the, the, the Hans Christian Andersen, which are, li- which are a little bit darker. Um, and then from there, over the next two or three years, we sort of covered the uh, Norse tales, which, which I, you and I had a conversation about. And I the, love those. Yeah, but they're amazing. But they are actually my favourite tales. They are just fantastic. And I was telling you about that amazing story about Thorkill. And, and then there were the Celtic ones with, with uh, King Arthur. Um, and then there are the Irish ones. And um, we also st- studied the, the Old Testament, which is really just a range of them, the stories. And what really was so enlightening was I'd never... It was something which I'd never done in my youth, not, not in my childhood, and I'd never seen the value of it. But by studying it, the archetypes came forward, and it was a way that I could begin to look into my own life and see the own my own challenges of what I've been through. And I think at times journeys can be quite lonely, and we feel that we're the only ones with maybe a relationship issue or a child. Uh, a parenting issue maybe or an entrepreneur issue but if you begin to look at these old stories you you actually see that that is just a modern version of what maybe the the king arthur's knights were doing or the various tribes within the uh, uh within the uh, early bible stories or really what what the classic uh, king and princess kind of uh, girl with the evil, the evil uh, stepmother. It, it, there's a continuity, and that actually runs to where that is still here within each of our uh, lives now. And really, it added a context and an understanding of what I've been through and what we all go through. So, for instance, rather than feeling us beating ourselves up or feeling bad about something which we consider was our mistake or we shouldn't have done or why did this happen to me the more victim mentality um if we can relate it to the concept of the archetypes and the hero's journey then it's actually part of being human and we don't actually grow as human beings and get the insights which we actually need to progress through life to being a higher and better version of ourselves so that's really uh yeah those those were the insights so I would love it if you would go back in time and tell us a little bit about how your journey started and, and what some of those challenges were along the way that led you to this development of what you see as a hero's journey. Sure, sure. So uh, I guess, Linda, there were a couple of roads which sort of led me. So so one road was that um, I'd never really been able to my my career had been within conservation consulting and then from that i'd realized that there was a need for the physical aspect so i I was facilitating land applications for conservation grants but then i realized that a lot of the old skills weren't there anymore so i learned the old skills and offer the uh, practical 
um, then when then when I came over to uh, New Zealand, I embraced the the um, the outdoor life, um, which I'd always wanted to, and then that actually led me to wanting to build a straw bale house. And again, I, I didn't know the first thing about it, and uh, and so um, so I had to research and go and go on courses, and um, that that again that that sort of led me to again learning to becoming within the consultancy realm but also the practical realm of helping build the straw bale and earth boss aspect of those houses um from there my life sort of fell apart and i had to rebuild it and part of that was due to a health issue and this is where the second strand comes in so part of it was this health issue that occurred about 20, 25 years ago. Uh, it was an autoimmune arthritis, which is a very, uh, it's very debilitating. It's very painful. And I'd been hospitalized and I'd had the Western approach was to pump me full of steroids and drugs and whatnot. And they always have side effects. And it kind of got in this uh, cycle of recovering and then relapsing and hospitalized and bedridden. And it really does grind down the the body and the soul you I began to hate myself I I mean I really did it was like I'm a very active person and then my body just let me down and 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 so I went through this whole journey and then I embraced Chinese medicine after recommendation and that restored my health that wasn't an easy journey either by no means an easy journey by no means a quick journey but over like five or six years it restored my health and then I came to a point where when I was homeschooling my children, looking back and actually seeing those challenges, it wasn't like, oh, why did I have to get the arthritis? Like, 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 like why me? Why couldn't it happen to somebody like playing computer games? I was quite happy, like, like, or just that victim men, men, uh, mentality, right? And so uh, the hero's journey, really, it began to um, put into place and give me an understanding again it was like, this is part of being human. Like the perfect world. It, it, why can't the hero's journey be, be, be the perfect journey? Why can't health issues, relationship issues, enter, uh, entrepreneurial issues, why, why can't that be the perfect journey? Because if we can see it in the time lapse of, of a hero's journey, then it is the perfect journey. Because if we live the, the um, perfect life, we will never get the insights to become the higher selves and really explore our whole potential and, and it's going through the pain and i know a lot of coaches say this and that it's such a strong concept by going through the physical pain the emotional pain the health pain the spiritual pain the everything pain that gets the insight and it, and it's it doesn't harden us we can grow we can soften into it we can flow like a river through that journey and get the insights i know one of the yeah, and sorry about that, Linda, because I know one of the things that me and James really agreed upon was that we talked about the hero's journey and the ups and downs. And in today's world with us, a lot of us being middle class, we actually skip a lot of the steps. We like we get like we get thrown into life in a pretty comfortable life. We don't have to go out to hunt for food. We're not born in a ghetto or third world country. So we actually end up skipping a lot of steps. And if we want to be successful, we can't skip those steps. We have to get them somehow. We create them ourselves. Yeah. And I You're can see by your face, right. James, you want to jump in here. You're absolutely right. And that's something else which I'd never mentioned to you, to you two, but I was 
I was actually talking about it the other week, and you're absolutely right. Like some of the best salespeople, which I know, come from a pretty hard, like they that they learn to hustle on the streets as kids. And some of the best achievers I know have had massive challenges. And you're absolutely right. Like middle class is almost the hardest place <laughs> to achieve greatness from. I mean, it, it really is a very difficult place because you do fast forward a lot of that stuff. And then, it, and then in our 30s or 40s, when life often catches up with us, it's like, how, how, hang on, how did this happen? It, it was like, it all went wrong. Like, my life's road wasn't this. It was supposed to be this because I had this in my childhood and youth, and then maybe that, and then maybe my twenties went pretty well, and or not mine, but but a lot of people seem to. We can get through a lot of our twenties, and so the middle classness, the middle class upbringing, certainly lasts for a little for a little while until there's a hurdle. And you're absolutely right; it's almost like being kind of smacked in the head and having to go back to learning it as like a 10 year old or like, or like a 15 year old having to go back and hustle or having to go back and not having the income, which one's um, sort of accustomed to, uh, you're absolutely right there. And um, it's a very, it's maybe almost harder to start in your thirties and forties and, and have to backtrack. Actually, I'm listening to you talk here, and this kind of gets me excited. I actually started telling people that my life began at 45. So I took the linear went to college, got a job, was highly successful, went up the promotional ladder. But honestly, that wasn't, it wasn't until recently where I felt like I was alive and doing what I wanted to do, which is the coaching, teaching, facilitating workshops realm. And so... While I uh, didn't necessarily have any setbacks along the way in that way, um, I still feel like I'm in the place where I want to be. And I do things, actually, I think it's easier for me now because of my life experience. I'm stepping out there, not letting fear drive me. I figured out that there's this nice middle ground to be, so I'm not doing the entrepreneurial venture where I'm just grinding to get it done. I'm enjoying the process and not being so tied to this outcome. I have a, I can put a detachment on it. And so there's times where I will hustle and I will work through something, but I don't do it day in and day out. I'll do it in sprints. So I can have this nice balance because I'm still working full-time. I'm doing all these different uh, community type efforts and uh, probably in about half a dozen different things. And Mess says, Linda, pace yourself. Not one more thing. Let's keep up the sustainability but he's right there's a lot of reverse mentoring that happens as well and so i guess i would like to take the conversation um to that whole mentality of where you're curious to learn in your playing versus the you know going through that whole hustle to burn out to finding that middle ground and being that hero within ourselves to really take things to a healthy, sustainable level and enjoying what we're doing along the way and not letting any of our past experiences stop us, but using those as um, insights and integra integrating all of those experiences and not making the separation between the past life, future life, present life, but just really moving through 
um, in that way so that you can get to those next levels and do it in a way that's honoring who you are and the people around you that are with you. Yes, that, that's, um, I think, I think that middle ground is just so important um, because it does create the space for that journey. And um, I think what is, can I take you back to a classic fairy tale kind of scenario? You absolutely can. I love the storytelling piece that yeah. you do today's podcast. So uh, the classic storytelling is there's like a king and a queen and they have a prince, right? They have a son and they and they have a daughter too. But I guess back in the day, the pressure was on the son to uh, to become the uh, king. And then in some far off land, there, there's sort of a there's sort of a girl with a uh, a kind of a, a wicked st st stepmother, right? And the stepmother and 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 her daughter probably uh, do all the easy stuff. And then the and then the stepdaughter often has to go and fetch the water um, fr uh, from the river and. I don't know, and uh, and uh, sweep the floors and and uh, have the hard life, right? Anyway, and and so the the way that it kind of hap the way that that happens is that the prince is like going along his life and he's being just this sport brat, and then the uh, which the and then at the age of fifteen or something, the the king says, "Look, son, there's no way which I'm going to hand you this and throne until you until you 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 go out and figure out how." How life works and that's really the beginning of the story it, it's the hero's journey starts where your life's just going along and then suddenly there's a roadblock could be healthy could, but and the roadblock in that story is the king says right you you are banished you have got to change your i mean your ways no more drink drinking and partying you have to go out and uh, sort your um, self out so he gets banished and he and he probably takes a page uh, sort of with him and then it's not like a three month journey or change or change your life in six or eight months. It's like, it's probably years. And you're absolutely right. Like, like, like what sort of happens is that he sort of fails with the easy stuff. Maybe he gets robbed like five Ks outside the boundary line in some neighboring state. Right. And, and, and so then he can't stay in posh places. So he has to figure out like how to live off the land. And then his his hunting skills, which he's used just to uh, just for fun, he now has to go and hunt for food. You, um, you, um, you see, so so it, it, it's interesting because they, the hero's journey is really about how your wants melt or are, are transferred into your needs, and that's really an entrepreneurial journey too, isn't it? So, so, so for many of us, we might have a want. We might want more holiday time. We might want to work from home. We might want a, a better car, a better house, or, or like there were wants. And then when we start on the journey, we have these challenges and they actually begin. And every time we manage to get over a challenge, and it might not be the first time, not like, like, like me in particular, I've failed so, so many times. Maybe it's just that I've got a bit of a thick skull, but it takes me several times to, to figure out these insights, right? But when you go through these, you figure out the insights and you realize that the wants are no longer 
important and and it's the it's the latent emotions and the deep needs within us which, which uh, uh, the comment about the concept mass said about being the middle class that they they have never maybe been uh, um, they've never had the chance to flourish because we've just been concerned with wants and so we go through this period and by giving us that period giving ourselves the acceptance and the time of that period like that prince does not have to be the best prince in the world all he has to do is go out there uh, survive being robbed and there and then maybe his horse will drown crossing a river and then maybe he gets stuck in a snowstorm which is an analogy for what happens to uh, to us so he learns to survive and it's the same with the entrepreneurial journey but he doesn't have to be the hardest person in that like, like i think the mentality of hustling is that I can only survive this snowstorm if I continue to go through it and I actually take off my fur coat and I roll about in the snow and I get myself as cold as I possibly can because that's as much that really makes me very, very tough. And I can only prove myself if I do the hardest possible thing Whereas really what I think we're talking about is no, like, like maybe go and uh, and this is back in the day, go and hunt a bear and put the fur coat on and just doing that aspect and surviving the blizzard is plenty enough. You don't have to do it naked. And I think that's really the important thing about this middle ground, isn't it? About giving ourselves acceptance and embracing it, but not beating ourselves up because we haven't done everything perfectly or it's not done in three, in three to six months. So you might take, I mean, I think Tony Robbins once said, and I think it's such a great, comment and i will paraphrase it and butcher it a bit but it's like a lot of people don't achieve what they want to within one year but after five years they achieve so much more than what they ever thought possible and that is the hero's journey <clears throat> that was an absolutely amazing like example of the hero's journey a good quote for from tony robbins i've heard it before and i definitely agree with him and also, one thing I just want to put in here quickly is like you mentioned, like fail multiple times doing the same thing happens to me as well. You said that's not unique to you. But when I look at it, every time that I fail doing this, like the same thing, I, I fail because I lack the knowledge to complete the task and I learn something new every time. I get closer and closer to that point. And one thing that if you're willing to share it is that I know that me and you spoke about before was you talked about you had problems with your feet and you were not able to run with your children because that story was so touching when you told it to me. So I want everybody else to hear it. Okay, sure, 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 sure. So, so that story really opened the world. Um, so I'd I, I had, so I'd homeschooled my children and then they had, decided to go off to uh, school. So I got out of that thing. For, so I hadn't been immersing myself in that storytelling for like a couple of years. And then, um, but I'd never been able to run with my children. The arthritis had really damaged my feet. And, and I'd, I, I guess because it had gone on for so many years that, that I'd lost the muscles required to run and I'd lost the muscle memory. And so I'd never really be able to kick a ball around or run with my children because when, when, whenever I had, I just couldn't run. I just couldn't get the bounce. Or So I thought, okay, so let's start this. So I went to see a podiatrist and they said, no, your feet are shot. You, 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 you will never run. And 
again, I sort of recalled, like, 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 like so many people do when the uh, challenge seems too big, I sort of recalled for a few months. And then I made a start. And this is a, I was so embarrassed about how I looked that I actually ran at dawn, which is quite a painful thing to admit. It's like for someone who embraces coaching and, and uh, thought he turned his life around, I was still really scared to, so I went out at dawn and started running for weeks and I was so bad. I was just absolutely appalling. I, I, I ran like, and I don't want to be dismissive of Bigfoots, but it was like that Bigfoot image in the forest kind of lumbering along. I, I had no bounce and it was dreadful. And, uh, and I, it was really hard on my body, very, very sore. And I was, had the entrepreneur, like I have to run hard way. I have to push through the pain. I have to, and there was a point where I was running and uh, I just, like, I was running up this hill, like across this field, right? And it, I, it was like my, my whole world just kind of collapsed. It was like, I had set myself a goal of running, I think it was 5K within 12 months. And I couldn't even run a couple hundred yards without stopping. And, and, and I was like half an hour into this. And, and, and it wasn't a run. It was like a lumber, a, a stumble. Right? I, I, I used to call it stumbling. And, and, and I just broke down. And, 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 and uh, so I wrote this story and I wrote about that. And I just broke down and I fell down in this field. It was a plowed field. Tears, snot was coming out. Tears were going down, down my face because I realized that it, I didn't, I didn't know where I could go, but was I really going to accept not being able to run? And I really couldn't. And um, it was at that point where I realized I had this insight that I had to be more forgiving and I had to not give myself any, like if it takes me five years and I only run a kilometer, it's better than what I was, right? That, that, that what is it and it was that entrepreneurial mindset hustle push hustle push and so that journey was I then relaxed and I threw away any running program and, and, and I just ran when I wanted to run but because I had that kind of that alpha mindset I still ran but if I didn't run for 10 days I didn't beat my myself up and if I only and I didn't say oh, I have to run for a kilometer or 500 yards I just ran to a viewpoint or I just ran during sunset or something just to see a lovely view. Right? So I, I turned the whole model on its head. I flipped it. And so I brought the enjoyment and the joy back into my life. Well, back into my whole life, but certainly back into my running life. And, and, and I think that's something missing from the entrepreneurial journey. There's a mindset that if you're not hustling, if, if you're not grinding, then you're not being whatever the world tells us we should be, right? in that kind of journey. And I flipped it. I said, no, I'm only going to run for the joy of it. And then I started getting, and I started getting my bounce back and I could run like a kilometer without stopping and then a kilometer and a half. And then I might not run for two, for two, for two weeks. And that was okay. I didn't beat myself up. And then I'd be able to suddenly run three kilometers. And I wasn't even measuring it. It was just, I would run to a viewpoint and then I'd check it out. Oh yeah, that, um, that, that's interesting. So I had no targets. I lengthened it. It was almost like going back to that hero's journey of when that prince was doing his his odyssey. He didn't, didn't think, oh my God, like I've got to climb up this mountain and find the old dude with the long beard in like the next month. It, it just happened when it happened. Like Anyway, the long and the short of it is that um, a weekend to the, 
a, a year to the weekend and I hadn't planned it. I'd just gone on this run. It was a lovely evening. And I just ran and ran and ran. And I realized that I'd run 20K. So from the point of just falling down in the mud, my kind of mini runner's breakdown, I, I then flipped the whole model on its head and I ended up running tw uh, 20K. And the funny end of that story is that my children still don't run with me because now I run too far and too fast. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, and so the really funny thing is that I guess is my want, but my need was the actual journey. And what I got from that journey, it, I mean, now my children, and we do hiking, whatnot, which I have now the fitness to be able to do. But that was my need. So what I what you said here is that the moment you acknowledge what was going on as being this difficult space that you couldn't maintain, then you're able to switch your mindset. And so instead of having to do these monumental goals of keeping up at a certain rate and pace, you decided that you would be consistent in being able to run without that expectation of having to do it by a certain number of miles or kilometers. And in doing that, you were able to achieve so much more. So you were able to get this healthy mindset. You were able to enjoy what you were doing. And that's why you were able to go much further and faster than if you had just decided to give up and throw the towel in because you weren't doing it. And so what I like to say, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there as long as you take that journey and love it to get there. Exactly, exactly. And I don't know whether that aspect of entrepreneurism and life in general is heralded and congratulated enough. I don't know that it is, but I would certainly like it to be because all the time I'm looking at these people grinding it to get it done. I'm like, no, you're sacrificing your family. You're sacrificing your health. If yeah. you're going to all that trouble to do all those things at the end of the day, do you really not want to have your family there? Do you not want to have your health? No, you want to have all things. It's all about the balance in carrying out those things. And the moment you can detach from these outcomes and the societal message about how you get there, the further you're going to be, and you're going to be that hero of your own story, of your own journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like to actually relate that to my outdoor pursuits. So, uh, so I love outdoor pursuits now. I've really embraced it since my health has recovered. And, uh, Again, because my kind of my my type A, my, my alpha mindset, I wanted to fast forward. Like, so I live in a town where it's very uh, like if you don't ski hard, it's not worth skiing, or if you don't mountain bike hard, or if you don't hit the big jumps. So I I tried to fast forward, trying to do what in two or three years, what people have probably spent twenty years on doing, and I end up getting injured and. Uh, and so that slows you down and then you have all the mindset issues of, oh man, it's the frustration and everything else. So, so uh, what, what I like is, is you're absolutely right. To, to, uh, it's the living in the, in the intermediate. It's, it's being average, right? Like, like I think there's such a big thing about you can't be average. Like why do you want to be average? Like, like, like there's, there's this whole thing that average, the, the, that, average means nine to five average means not pursuing things average means like, like, like uh, not following your goals but i think that's only one perception of what average is like if you think about it 
like if someone goes at 10 miles an hour and someone goes at 100 miles an hour or there's very or there's various things like the i mean i'm not a mathematician i'm not a mathematician right but the median or the average is about 50 miles an hour right whereas i think there's such a strong perception that if you're average then you might just as well just stop the game completely and like don't even bother mate like like if you're not prepared to and i just think that's so wrong because because you can you can be a driven average person like i embrace being average so here's my public declaration i am average i'm proud to be average it's taken me many many years to become average to be able to accept of being average a lot of injuries a lot of illness a lot of everything a lot of like a lot of failures but i think to be average and to be driven and pursue the intermediate path is very powerful because it gives you time and space. Now I'm not talking about the coffee shop outlook or the yeah, the video games. Yeah, we're not talking about that. And we're not talking about the the grinding yourself and everything else falls apart. But I think to be average, to be intermediate, to carry on and to accept the journey and to enjoy the journey is really powerful. One thing that, that I want to jump in here with is I actually think you can't describe a human as average. Of course, there's certain areas that we can be average in, average income. Maybe you want running an average speed or run an average distance. Yes, we can use average for specific things. But how can you describe something so unique as a human? Like there's no human that's like, like each yeah, other. Yeah, sure. That, like, it doesn't exist. Like, you are not average, at least in, like, to me, like, there's not, like, there's not such a thing as, as an average person. We all have our unique strengths and wants. Absolutely, absolutely. And, but I, you're absolutely right. And we are all, uh, all unique. But I think the time has come where to embrace the hero within us and embrace the fact that even if even if we only walk a kilometer a day or half a kilometer a day, we, we, which some people might call very average, or even if we have time to work on our own business for an hour a day, but as long as we do that consistently, the world might see us as average because we we still might go to work, or we or we uh, or we or we're not like 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 running along or doing CrossFit or doing triathlons or like. So from the world's perspective, we probably come across as average, but within our own world, we're making progress every single day, and we're enjoying the journey, and it's a safe journey. Uh, and so, thank you for allowing me to 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 clarify. Maybe there's not a perfect word for this journey yet. <laughs> Maybe we should have to make the word up. Well, I think the hero's journey is a pretty damn good word. It, it is two words, but it's two pretty good yes. words for it. <clears throat> it. It sounds beautifully as well. Because the thing is, is that lady who I met towards the top of that wall, she didn't see that she was a hero. Like she thought maybe she was it was hurting a bit or maybe she wasn't in shape enough or or, 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 or like whatever the thing was. Okay. And she might have viewed herself as maybe just, she doesn't belong there perhaps. Maybe she thought it was just for, I don't know, mountaineers or, 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 or but, but for all intents and purposes, um, 
the hero doesn't have to be the cliched view of being a hero. But we know we we don't need to beat ourselves up because we're not helping 10,000 people today. We can just help one person. We can help our neighbor. We could do some random kindness. But I think if we don't beat ourselves up and we can be the quiet hero, the average hero, right? But there's still, if we can accept that we're a hero because we are a hero, we, we really are all of us who are on this path of becoming the better versions of ourselves and helping people are all heroes. And those little things count. Yeah, go ahead. I can see Linda wants to talk. <laughs> so what I was going to say is being the hero just means being a good human and enjoying what we have and not putting so much stock into the things that we don't get right or don't go our way, but looking at everything that does, even the little things. That's what being a human is all about. And we should embrace that more than anything that we ever could in this world, in this lifetime. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I, I think it's just that perception of the word hero. Like I think we always used to, it's almost on a pedestal, isn't it? Maybe, maybe we, can, we can only, maybe some people think we can only be a hero if we've saved a child from a burning building, or maybe, or maybe, a, or maybe, e, maybe ER like docs are only heroes, or maybe firefighters are only heroes. But what I really want to put out there is we are, we have all got a hero within us, and we can embrace that, and we can all become a hero for ourselves and our families and our communities. I think especially what you talk about, like the small things, because when I think about it, like, for example, me being in the bad spot, like sometimes just a quick chat with a friend is it's really all I need. And then that's, isn't that heroish or being a hero? If you help correct another person back onto the right path, because if they never got that correction, if I never got that correction, we never know what would have happened. Like so many things could happen. And I think it's it's just so important to to not put everything on a pedestal and like as this massive thing, but just like focus as you mentioned, like making like one person smile, making one person stay a little bit better. You don't have to make the entire day wonderful. Just give them a little smile, make the next 10, 20, 30 minutes of their day more enjoyable. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, a level deeper, maybe another definition of being a hero is being able to ask for help. So it's not necessarily that other person, it's, it's, it's you stepping forward and admitting that you could do with a cup of coffee with a friend, or maybe you need to like whatever it is, or have that awkward conversation. Yeah. And one thing that, that really popped into my mind, like starting this conversation about the hero's journey, and it's like become like, it's natural for all of us is, me personally, when I think about my memories, and I think this is like the same for every person, we all have that desire to be a hero inside of us. We all yeah, want absolutely. to maybe save that pretty girl from a guy that's hitting on her just the stereotypical one but like like different types of like being a hero and with that 
we all have our own definitions of, of being a hero. And I think because we have that underlying desire of being a hero, if we actually go in and follow our hearts, we end up becoming a hero because deep inside of us, it's our desire and we will create a hero's journey. And I think both me and Linda have our own hero's journeys. Like your one is absolutely horrendous. Like I love that one. That That's such a good one. You... Yeah, I mean, from my study of all these old tales and stories and bringing it to the modern day, I think I know that the hero's journey is almost within our DNA. It's like part of being human. And um, and it can be, in, it's in every aspect, we can be in every aspect of our ways. And I sometimes feel that people might be embarrassed about becoming a hero. It's like, no, I don't want to become a hero. And actually, it's just a metaphor, isn't it? It's really just taking a step towards becoming a better version of ourselves. But that step doesn't necessarily have to be success. It can be a step into failure, but we've, we've taken a step, but we've got the insights. We maybe have to take it again, and then we move on, and we become that better version of ourselves. And if there's one thing I, I really want to like to pass on to my children, and is that it's like, it's just try. Like it doesn't matter if, if society of teachers or anyone says you fail or you failed, that, that's actually part of being human. And that's within our um, DNA and we can't reach our greatness. We can't throw away our wants and then, and, then, and then discover our needs without taking some steps back. Well, I can't, I completely agree with you. And I think just touching upon that like cliche thing when it comes to hero is like hearing the word, like that pops into our mind a little bit as well. Like it's kind of cliche, but I think it also is because it has like, it has such a close in like most people's minds when we say hero, at least when you say hero here in this, like this podcast, one of the first things that pops into my mind the first time I just hear that word is the typical superhero. And that's childish and stuff like that. And therefore, it's kind of cliche. It's, well, like, do a grown man really want to walk around outside dressed like Superman? Some people do. And if you're <laughs> brave enough to do it, kudos to you, because I definitely ate. But, and I don't really want to do it neither. It's like, it's it, there's just something something weird about it but like if you think back before like the superheroes we even invented like let's say four for example like a Nordic gun just because yeah. I know both the new me games love the Nordic tales four is fucking badass like and he's a hero like if we go back to like the deep roots of the heroes they were the people that, that got fucking statues. Yep. There's just so much to it. And I think like, a lot of things that is preventing a lot of people from going out there, being the hero, is what you spoke about before, James, is 
on he didn't speak about it, but like you touch upon like failing, which is something mm. we have to do in the hero's journey. There's no hero's journey without failing. The prince went out there. He probably missed his first shot at the. Uh, well, it's probably yeah, yeah. not the best. More like a yeah. deer he was trying to kill. He probably missed the first couple of times. Found mm. out if I miss the next time, I'm gonna die of hunger. I better hit it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's um, it's really really interesting because my belief is so my belief is the hero's journey is almost within our um, DNA, but I also believe that there's no way to reach our next levels. Uh, it was almost like we have to live the life to become our next level and the next level uh, only the, the big next level probably occurs at various times and i learned this analogy off evan pagan and and i i, I uh, it's, it's really powerful and it ties in here so it's it's kind of like you know how our how we view the world around us is through our own perception. So it's like we only see it through our eyes of every experience we've ever had. So you could say that also that it's almost like an egg, right? We only see what we're able to see. And uh, and that is for even the yeah, for everyone that is limited isn't it? Because a tribes person would see the world very different to me. And then maybe Tony Robbins might see the world very different to me. And those are probably two extremes from, from, from the two people there or like Elon Musk say, right? Well, right. From, from a tribes person, but it doesn't necessarily see that either of those two ends are any better or any worse. It's just a different perspective. So they are, are limited. And then, and then what, so life goes along and we live in, in this egg and we are doing our normal stuff, right? And then what happens is that something comes along and the egg gets a crack. Maybe there's an illness, maybe there's a family issue, maybe there's death, uh, maybe we suddenly lose all our money, we're involved in a car crash, like whatever it is, right? And, and there's a crack in the egg. And then what happens is that the, there's a shaft of sunlight which, which comes into the egg and we go, whoa, whoa, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of scary, right? So what so what some people do is they repel from that and they do continue their normal lives. And we see that with people who go through through divorces or or they recover from a bad illness. Some people just go back to the way they lived and they were. And that's absolutely fine. Right. If 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 that's what they want them to do, there is no there is no judgment. But some people go, hey, this is kind of interesting. Right? Like, like this is an opportunity. I need to sort of explore this a bit more. Right. So they take loads, loads of action and, and, and that cracks kind of gets a little bit bigger and bigger and more light comes in and they, and they aren't so scared of the light. And then there comes a point of no return. And that is the next point within the hero's journey. So that is where you've done your various challenges and, uh, and the prince is maybe on the top of a, uh, uh, the top of a waterfall and these and these tribes people are following him right and all what he has to do is jump down like 200 foot uh and like 
land in the pool and then swim away right now that is the point of no return and that is really the insights which which he would have gained and which we all gained from our previous life and that is what the egg is there comes a point where you either give it one more nudge or you go away completely and all those pain or the insights has all been a waste of time it's like nah, this is too hard i just want to go back and the last year it's fine i don't care but i i'm just i'm just ignoring it, it it's so and what happens is that when you give it one more nudge and he uh, takes a jump off the cliff, the fears which we build up about that final point, they 99% of the time, they never materialize. And he lands in the pool and he swims away and he gets to live another day. But what happens when the egg breaks open is a brand new horizon opens up. And it's the land of opportunity. And I just get shivers now, like, like I can feel goosebumps, goosebumps just talking about it. Because that point is so powerful. Because that is where, oh my goodness. Like, 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 but that is, that is what, <laughs> that, that's what I've been doing for the last six months, year, five years, 10 years, 25 years. That's what it's all about. It was absolutely amazing what you, you just mentioned here. And speaking to that with like the car crash actually was what started me down in the journey of going through a sales course, starting to build an international network, meeting Linda, starting this podcast, doing all types of interesting things. All started off with me being in a car crash, realized I was quite lucky to walk around out that not only not harmed, but completely alive. And that made me realize I have to do something today to make sure that I'm happy with what I've done in life. And that was really the egg like cracking. And yeah. I started to peel off that crack and started to really, the light started to come in. It was basically like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, another yeah, great exactly. example for it. Yeah. And Thinking back of all that, that has really just helped me to really enjoy life. Because before that, for me at least, life was was okay. It was not that good. I was just doing my thing, and that was basically it. But being in that car crash, noticing the crack in the egg, starting to peel the crack in the egg off, and doing all sorts of things. Not all of them were successful, not at all, but I wouldn't want to redo any of them differently because they've all helped me to get into a spot where I can truly say, I actually enjoy life. Yeah. yeah. And that all started yeah. off with an experience that I would prefer not to try again, but it had its place. Yeah. And if we don't take as humans don't take the lessons and our experiences and turn them around to something positive because every negative, every fail, every downside has an upside if we turn it around. Yeah. And here's a spin on it. Are they even negative? I wouldn't say so. No, yeah. that depends on your viewpoint completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Linda, is there anything you want to jump in here with the, at the end? 
I just want to say that I want to hang out in the point of no return because that's where life happens, where the intersection of where you were and where you're going, that's the sweet spot. Uh, with that being said, Linda, James, uh, if people really enjoy what you, we talked about here, they want to connect with you, maybe for just to hear more about the hero's journey or maybe to get help with their company, um, like how they can do that, as we spoke about in the start, where can they find you? Sure, yes. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in the hero's journey aspect uh, and uh, uh, my take on that, uh, my website is jamesbriscal.com. So J-A-M-E-S-B-R-I-S-C-A-L-L.com. And that's where I'll publish my, my, my articles. And my email is jrbriscal, J-R-B-R-I-S-C-A-L-L, jrbriscal at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, so that is the best way to contact me and find out a little bit more about uh, the the hero's aspect, the hero's journey aspect um, of my work. Yeah, and we're going to make sure to have both of them down in the description. Thank you. And I know as, as well, because we've had Mike on here, one of your very close friends, Indeed. and you two work together. So like... Now that you've both been able to hear James and Mike, if you actually are in a point where you have a company and with you're hearing both of them and you think that your company could benefit from people like them, I would call you an absolute loony if you don't reach out to them because I know they're absolutely amazing people as you can hear. They come on here, share amazing knowledge. And they're just great people to, to have a conversation with. And all I want to ask at the end here is really go out to have your day, like your goal for the day, go out and just make one person's day a little bit better. And also make sure to subscribe or follow us on whatever you're listening to this podcast. And feel free to join our Facebook group, which would be under James's link.